0: The Student Support Services students surpass that rate each year and go on to become doctors, dentists, accountants, and engineers. They work at Google, Apple, and the NCAA. They have earned PhDs in Ivy League colleges. These students go well beyond the bell tower to reach this level of success.
1: So we're here with Beyond Bell Tower with Brooke Blosser. Hey, Brooke. Hi, Sarah. How are you? Good. Um, We're actually in Hunt Library recording for the first time on a Friday afternoon, and we're trying to figure things out. But I think it's kind of fun, because this is your first time in a music booth.
2: Yes, ma'am. It's absolutely (laughs) awesome in here. I had no idea NC State had this resource to begin with, so. Yeah, you are going to come in and record stuff, (laughs) do you think? Absolutely not.
1: (laughs) Well, maybe, maybe after this you'll want to do your own podcast, so people get excited about it. So, um, what do you
2: think people should know about you? before we get started. Okay, so my name is Brooke Blosser. I'm a senior in marine sciences with a biological oceanography concentration. I also am getting two minors in applied ecology and anthropology. I am also hearing impaired, so um, I do have hearing aids, although I do not wear them, but that's another story for another time.
1: <laughs> Should you? Are you? Is that against Maybe. your doctor's orders? Um.
2: I probably should but I don't yeah. um, I am extremely active in, um, in TCH research community and I've done mm-hmm. research um, in the applied ecology lab and in the marine earth and atmospheric science program um, down at CMAST mm-hmm. and um, I love what I do I love everything about marine science and turtles and dolphins and fish oh my <laughs> <laughs> right, 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 right. and
1: then you're From the local area. I am. I'm
2: from uh, Holly Springs, which is about 20 minutes away. Right. Where'd you go to high school? Holly Springs High School. Oh, okay. Okay. Good, good,
1: good. And the other thing I think is a major part of your identity is that you work too much.
2: (laughs) I work a lot.
1: (laughs) Yeah. So we'll um, go into a couple of things about working too much, in my opinion. That's my (laughs) opinion. Um, We'll go into learn more about what CMAST is, because I don't think that's, this is, it's only been going for three years. This, is, this spring will be its
2: third year. Right.
1: So, and you went the first year. I did. It was offered. Yeah. yeah. So, that's for people who are interested in um, marine ecology, environmental science type uh, research at NC State but you actually go to, is
2: it Wilmington
1: or where do you um, go It's
2: Moorhead City, Beaufort area. So Right.
1: And so then you actually go there, take classes and do research and it's extremely cool which um, Brooke will share more about that with us for sure. And the other thing I wanted to talk about, and we can talk about, you can choose what you want to talk about first is that you are always happy, upbeat, energetic, or that's how you (laughs) present. So, I mean, that's a major thing where you, in my opinion, work too much. you're doing undergrad research, you have a high GPA, um, you know, and then you're doing all of these things about improving yourself with the environment, um, working a lot, you know, et cetera, et cetera. So we'll get into that too. So can you tell us a little bit more about CMAS? Like Um, what does CMAS even stand for? Okay. So
2: CMAS is um, NC State's, um, marine science it's it stands for center for marine science and technology so they do everything there from um they do marine science they do they actually have um one of the country's leading marine mammal vet programs there and um they have the world's the world's largest marine resonance facility for um marine mammals so basically it's an mri that you can put whales in Wow. Um, Which is incredible. Yeah. Yeah. Um, They have tons of faculty down there, both affiliated with NC State and then not affiliated with NC State. Morehead City is considered the research triangle of marine sciences. So you have um, NC State, Duke, and Carolina all have campuses down in Morehead City and Beaufort. Um, So the first year that I did the program, we actually lived at Duke Marine Lab. Um, Fortunately... The new students don't have to live at Duke anymore, (laughs) and
1: they They can um, live in NC State
2: dorms. Yes, so um, NC State has actually built dorms down there that the students can stay in. It's the exact same price as attending a semester at NC State. Um, So the dorms there are the same price as the dorms would be here. Uh Um, Tuition is the same price as tuition would be here. Uh Um, You don't have the option to buy a meal plan, which can be difficult for students. But if you like cooking like I do, it's not so bad. Right. So, um, so that's amazing because
1: I think of NC state as like landlocked. Like, why would right. you go to NC state if you wanted to work in marine, marine biology? biology? Like, right. I, you know, and so, um, so how I think, did, yeah, I what think you... the
2: biggest thing is that like people don't realize that these opportunities are there. Mm-hmm. Um, you, I don't think they're as advertised as they should be. This mm-hmm. is one way to advertise them. <laughs> right. True. But the opportunities are definitely there. And every time I hear, oh, you're in marine biology, why didn't you go to Wilmington? And it's kind of like, you know, well, NT State has so much to offer that people just don't realize. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the CMAS program, they, um, you take 15 credit hours of classes, all related to fisheries, marine biology, marine mammals. Um, resource management and it's it's trying to get students the experience that they wouldn't be able to get on campus Mm -hmm. if they're really interested in doing anything related to the ocean. Um, I think in the future they're going to add classes related to possibly like marine meteorology um physical oceanography chemical oceanography a course about the outer banks basically and they're they're trying to add those in the future so um for those of you interested you should check it out what courses are offering um next semester and in the future now do you go
1: through a like eight to five class day and then do research or or do you just take classes or
2: for my particular semester we did um we'd have class on monday wednesday and then tuesday thursday and the way that our classes were set up is you know we could do research or volunteer activities within the community in the mornings or in the afternoons um you know based on what time our classes were so i did research with um it was basically we were looking at species recruitment so if we put oysters in an area, what kind of fish species are going to come to that area? And so um, we had to do sand net sampling, which is basically you walk this huge fifty foot net out and you bring it in and you then you kind of see what kind of fish we have. So we were doing sampling, um, like preliminary sampling for that. And so we would do that in the mornings before we had class. So um, just
1: until so you were like out there in those big boots, waders. Yes.
2: The big- <laughs> It was um it was interesting. You're actually out in the water in January was our first sampling, so oh I definitely had neoprene waders. My hands were I don't think I've ever been so cold, cold. in my life. <laughs>
1: So you really have to be dedicated
2: yes. to this. Yes. Oh, okay,
1: good. Now, how many students are there? Like, are you only taking classes with NC State students or is it like the Duke, Chapel Hill?
2: It's so, oh, the... um, it's only NC State students. In my year, we had about 15 oh, of nice. us, mm-hmm. um, which was, it was a good amount. You yeah. know, we all got to know each other real well. And we, we were tight neat group. Um, and then I think they're trying to make it so it's at max 20 to 25 so a lot of individualized attention right right you know all knowing the professors by name then knowing you by name I would ask every single professor I had for a little recommendation because we were so close with them
1: oh wow great now what if you needed like tutoring for classes like what other resources did you have available like that you would have had here on campus
2: well I think the fact that it was 15 students, the professors were very available um, to meet with you and tutor. And especially for my fisheries ecology class, which was a tough one. I met with him several times and it was really no big deal. Um, Because they're living down there with you. They're living down there. You know, they're doing their research. They do everything in that building and we do everything in that building. Oh, wow. So it's, it's basically, you know, one college building living space (laughs) no that's amazing i mean because that's the thing is like
1: being at nc state where some of those you know like the biology um wildlife you know are such huge majors and you're in such huge classes how can you actually get to know professors like how can you actually be in a class with 15 people right and then you're doing research with the same faculty or different people
2: um yes you're doing well it's a, it's a big building we only had four classes so we had you know four faculty members but there are people who do, um, like, elementary school outreach in that building. There are people who, do, who work with the um, North Carolina Sea Grant. There are people who oh, wow. work with, I mean, just everything that you can possibly imagine. And they do this in the community. So you, can, you don't have to work with one of the four faculty. And plus two, you can work with people at the North Carolina Division of Marine Fisheries, which is right next door. You can work with faculty at... Um, carteret community college you can work at faculty at duke unc any of the basically buildings that are there have people in them that you can work with yeah that's amazing then
1: so why like was there any downside to cmast like is there any concerns like even that may not have been for you but other students experienced or um,
2: i think for me the biggest issue was having to be with the same 15 people and we and we loved each other <laughs> yeah. But it was, you know, kinda like family. Inn, it was kind of <laughs> and uh, and, you know, we didn't have our own apartments at the time. We lived in Duke and Duke Marine Lab is it's beautiful, but it's a tough place to live. They have dorms that are about the size of this room. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's it's 10 girls within 15 feet of each. It's not a good situation. <laughs> right, right. So, yeah. so,
1: obviously, they made changes probably based yes. upon that. Yes.
2: Yeah. So, yeah. I think the apartments now are, like, two or three people in one apartment, which is... Nice. Yeah.
1: Now, for you, I know because you work too much, Brooke, <laughs> and so then going to CMAST, were you, like, what did you do? Like, did you have part-time jobs or how did, did you... I did. Um,
2: so, just... For reference for you guys, I've had two jobs every year, at least two jobs since I was a sophomore in high school. Um, I really do love working, but I also love money. So <laughs> <laughs> um, when I went to CMAS, I did have to quit my jobs back home, um, but I managed to get two part-time jobs um, as well. So I taught gymnastics and I also worked at a restaurant. In and that's area. down at CMAST? Yes. And oh. yeah.
1: Wow. So that's good. So they don't restrict you. Like, are there any restrictions with CMAS? Not or, particularly. No? I mean, they... It's just like you're an enrolled student on campus here same thing
2: yeah and you know um you get your own research but every student down there gets their own research project and then other than the responsibility of classes and the responsibility of your research project you kind of have the freedom to do whatever you want go home every weekend which some students did Mm -hmm. you know explore the area which a lot of us did stuff like that
1: okay cool so that's like an amazing way to get you know really specific really cutting edge research without having to go on a summer research program right like to florida right. or
2: the caribbean and, and it i tell people a lot of times it's almost like a study abroad experience yeah except your three hours away instead of you know right 30 hours away. right um but there aren't a lot of study abroad programs for marine science students and for fisheries students and environmental science it's very limited and so this kind of gives us the opportunity to you know even though we're not at nc state it's it's still an opportunity to experience something new. Mm -hmm. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah. And it's intense because you're doing everything there. Right. And so that's kind of like a study abroad experience. Right. Yeah. So that may be perfect for students who don't want to leave the area because they have other responsibilities. um, Don't necessarily want to go out of country like with passport or whatnot. And then I know with some of this study abroad, like marine focused Uh, programs here, they're only for a month or two months, and they're not for an entire semester where you can get like real work done.
2: Right, right. So, you know, we all, the other upside to this is we all had um, to present our research projects, and it sounds a little scary, but it's great, great, great practice. Um, You know, so whatever work you do down there, you present that to all of the faculty at CMAS, And so, you know, they get to tell you, hey, you did great this semester. You know, this is what you can could improve on and then eventually that helps you further in your career for the next step like oh i liked this project i didn't like this project Mm -hmm.
1: yeah now how did you apply like do you think they'd select people with no research experience or like when you went through the application process what was that i think
2: i think it's iffy um when i first applied they actually didn't have enough people apply so they selected everybody okay i don't I don't know what that is now. You're right. Um, I think I think they want to select people. I personally anybody who's interested and anybody who's willing to show that they can do the work. Um, Somebody who wants that intense experience. Right. Who's right. gonna
1: like work hard and research and go to class. Right. Exactly. Who are willing to go into the ocean in January. In January. <laughs> But I'm sure they can't say no <laughs> in ocean work. Right, I'll stick right. to classroom education. <laughs> uh, but then, but then you know you're
2: not getting the full experience if you do that. Mm-hmm, so,
1: but I mean, how can you use that in job interviews or graduate school essays?
2: Well. I think that this experience is entirely unique. You know, if you do go to a school like Wilmington, or some other actually marine super focused, like that's the only thing they're good at kind of thing, then it's like you know your classes are fifty people, and you may not know all of your um your faculty. But this is a unique experience, and the fact that you know if I'm applying to graduate school and all of a sudden I can say, well, I have experience in fisheries management because I went down there and took that class and had that professor. But I also took biology of marine mammals.
1: Right. So, so a
2: lot of times when you go to other schools, you take either, you know, you either take the mammal course or you take the fish course. But this kind of covered everything. So
1: um, you I, really diversified, right. one, your education, but also your research experience. Right. And that's what a lot of places want is diversity. Right.
2: Um, And I think it's especially tough because you know you are down there and it's it's intense it's tough but i think showing that you did go down there and you took that initiative i think the job interviews like graduate school essays they're going to show that you took that initiative to do something different completely different with your education and i think they're really going to appreciate that
1: right it's going to make you stand out
2: right right right. especially you know at, at a different school those opportunities aren't available Mm -hmm.
1: um so yeah 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 no for sure that's great that's great um now what's the research that you're doing here on campus was did you keep doing the same research or did you
2: so it's totally different now it's yeah it's it's Totally different um, from what I did at CMASS. I met Dr. Craig Lehman at the um, speed daddying event that they have. I think it's in the spring. Um, Um, Actually, it's coming up. Well, I don't
1: know what day this will be posted, but it's like mid-September is the next speed daddying. Okay. Um, So you actually
2: go to workshops that are advertised? Yes. Good for you. <laughs> of course, and that's you know that's one of my things is read your emails because there's a lot of good opportunities in there. And I find that a lot of people just don't know about these things because they don't read their emails. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, so I met Dr. Lehman at a research speed dating event, and they have them I guess every semester. Uh-huh. Um, and you know he said you know talk to me if you're interested. So I actually started doing research for him. In July of 2015. Um, So it's actually been about two years now that I've been in his lab. He does research with artificial reefs in the Bahamas and Haiti. Unfortunately, I've not had the chance to go to Bahamas and Haiti yet. Uh Um, But hopefully I will in the future. Um, And it's I'm processing seagrass. And so um, basically taking the samples that he has, processing them, and finding nitrogen and phosphorus phosphorus isotopes, and how they relate to what fish are at the reef. Mm -hmm. Um, I was able to present this research at the National Conference for Undergraduate Researchers in Memphis um, in April of this year. And that was an incredible experience.
1: Now, who paid for you to go? NC State! State. (laughs) Right. (laughs) So that's the thing for students to know is apply to present your research. Like, don't be intimidated that, oh, it's in a different state, or when I looked at the conference, you know, it's $500 to $700, attend. $700, yes,
2: yes. yes, right. Um, NC State actually paid for about 20 to 30 students to go to Memphis. They paid for our flights, our hotel, and our conference, um, and it was honestly one of the most incredible experiences I've had at NC State. I made a ton of friends, um, and Memphis was an awesome city. I think next year it's in oklahoma Mm -hmm. so now when does that now how did you find out
1: about that conference i think sarah actually emailed me oh read your emails from sarah i do (laughs)
2: um but i think yeah i think i found out about Mm -hmm. it in a um like one of the email threads apply for this Mm -hmm. so um i actually had never ever considered even presenting my research anywhere until I read that email and I was like wow this is something that's actually like I could actually do this. Yeah,
1: like you meet the
2: qualifications when it right. says this
1: is who we want. It's like yeah, I've done could, that. Right. Yeah.
2: And um I was super surprised but for the national conference for undergraduate researchers the acceptance rate is super high. It's like 75%. Mm-hmm. Um so you know if you do get that it's kind of like you're you're going to get in. If right. you apply you're going to get in. Right. Um And I think it was like four to five thousand students. They also have a grad school fair there, they have um, speakers. We heard the um the ceo of fedex speak and it was like you know it was all these cool opportunities Mm -hmm. plus we got to explore the city some and eat some really good ribs so that was probably my (laughs) favorite part
1: right and you got off class right we do yeah it was excused absences Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah excellent excellent now did you just present a poster or did you present you like could in do, a presentation. Yeah, you could
2: do either one. you could do a poster or an oral presentation and you can actually present more than one. Mm. Um, I did an oral presentation because I like talking. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, most people did poster presentations mm-hmm. In my personal, in semi-professional opinion, I would recommend a oral presentation because they can be really tricky and it's good to practice speaking in front of people.
1: Mm-hmm. Now, how who helped you with the um, your proposal to present? Did the faculty who was supervising you help you through that whole yes. process? So
2: um, I mentioned to him that I wanted to do this and he said, OK, let's, you know, let's work on a um an abstract together or you write it, send it to me. I'll, you know, cut out bits and pieces and edit it. And then, you know, you can put
1: that in. So you didn't need to know what to do to, you know, to present to the conference. You could say to somebody, I want to do this, but I'm not sure how to do it. Right.
2: Right. And he helps me through the whole thing. And, you know, even if you don't have a mentor or if your research was in the past, but your mentor, you know, still gives you that opportunity. There's tons of, um, kyle is more than happy to help anybody kyle yes, yes is yeah. more than happy to help anybody edit anything um and there's a lot of resources that you can take your posters or your presentations to um to help people help people help you kind of get it together right
1: right exactly so knowing what to do is not a requirement right just asking for help right it's a requirement, it's a requirement. <laughs> Now, going back to the professor that you worked with, I forgot his name. Dr. Lehman. Yeah, Lehman. So how did you go from the speed dating workshop to actually being in his lab? So... Like, how do you finesse that? How do you make that happen? It's tough.
2: Um, You... So if you meet a professor or if you don't meet them, even if you happen to see their research in passing or on NC State's website, um, you want to reach out to them through email. Um, Be very professional. You might even want to have somebody edit your email before you send it because it can be difficult. Now, Dr. Lehman is the best person to email in the world because he gets back to you in no time at all um but i do know that a lot of the professors out there do not are just back to responsive
1: you- yeah email so
2: yes. um don't be shy after like a week or so to email again and say hey you know just wanted to make sure you got my email i'm still interested in working in your lab etc cetera, etc cetera.
1: Mm-hmm. and then So did he say – did you ask to meet with him in
2: person to discuss opportunities? So I met with him in person. He laid out a couple different projects for me, and um, I said, okay, like, I like this one. Mm -hmm. Let's work on that. Mm
1: -hmm. Now, did he ask you, like, what your GPA was or past research experience?
2: I think or... some professors do care about that. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know too many professors that care about GPA. Right. Especially for an undergraduate. Mm-hmm. Um, he didn't really ask what my past research was. And of course, at this point, I hadn't had any. Um, I think a lot of professors realize that when. Um, These students email them this might be their first research experience Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um so
1: so again not having experience not necessarily having an ideal academic background is not required for reaching out requesting research and then being approved for research right
2: right. um you know so i think the only thing that's required is having the guts to reach out and get Mm -hmm. in touch with them um but yeah, especially if you're super interested, show them that you take you took the initiative to reach out to them, and they're gonna appreciate that. Right. Especially if it's a nice email.
1: Right. Right. And I think the other thing too is like going to the events, like speed dating, um, or other ones that you're meeting the faculty and other um, venues. Like they're coming to a student sent like a, a an event for students, then that says. I want to, you know, work with students. Right. You know, I want to be a mentor. And that's right. why I'm here. So that's one of the other reasons to go to a speed dating type workshop. Is you're meeting the people who want students to contact them. Right.
2: Right. And for any marine science majors that may be listening to this, I know we are far and few, but try to look out. Um, beyond the MEAS department for research opportunities. Um, I know biology, applied ecology, and the ecology faculty, a lot of them do aquatic animal stuff without necessarily being marine science.
1: So you don't have to be a major in that college to contact that faculty to do research in that college. Oh, no,
2: absolutely not. So, um, you know, I'm a marine science major doing research in applied ecology. Um, I know a friend of mine is marine science but she's a biological concentration but she did her research in chemical oceanography um another my uh peer mentee Mm -hmm. is a biology major but does her research in biochemistry so it's you know if you can find something that somehow relates to it or even if it's just something that interests you um i actually did a little bit of um help with the anthropology lab at nc state and that doesn't even relate to what I want to do. I just really like anthropology. Mm -hmm. So how did you get involved in that? Um, If you take physical anthropology, um, they are doing a bone lab or a bone library, and they're collecting um, specimens for a a bone library, basically. And um, the teacher wanted students to come in, help clean the bones, help categorize the bones. And so I offered my help for that
1: oh cool 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 now how do you not because what i'm sensing <laughs> here is that do you have self-doubt or fear because i know like for some <laughs> students it's like i don't dare reach out like what if they don't respond what if they think i'm you know like stupid what if they figure out that i don't i've never done research before
2: like i don't i really no. i i don't and I know that's rare among students, mm-hmm. um, but I think my dad always told me, the worst you can get is no. Mm-hmm. And if you don't reach out, then it's definitely a no. Right. So if you don't reach out, like if you do reach out, then there's a chance that maybe they'll say yes. But, you know, I've always been super optimistic, and I think the, the thing is, is don't expect things too much right if you have high expectations you're more likely to get let down so if you have low expectations you'll be happy and cheerful like me and you'll never be let down right
1: right 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 exactly now um have you ever had self-doubt or have you ever like, was there anything like, say, even before presenting for the national conference?
2: No, Did I was you just, <laughs> just, <you're> just excited. <laughs> yeah, that wouldn't be a good example. Oh, okay. Um, I was very, I was very self-conscious. Um, when I was in middle school and early high school, mm-hmm. um. But I think one thing, and I tell everybody this, and it may not be the best thing to tell people, (laughs) but fake it till you make it. Mm -hmm. If you put a smile on your face and you keep doing that every day, eventually that smile is going to be real. If you look in the mirror and say, hey, Brooke, I like my curly hair. You know, one day you're going to say, wait, I actually do like my curly hair. Um, And that's kind of, I kind of faked confidence until... I had confidence, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, Good for you. Which is a weird way about things. <laughs> no, I think
1: research says that's effective. So you're... Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Um, and then, you know, as far as self-doubt goes, especially in research, I I may not doubt myself. Right, Doubt isn't the right word. Mm-hmm. Um, But right now I'm in the process of emailing professors and applying to graduate school. And I don't doubt that I'm... Gonna find somebody. I know I'm gonna find somebody, mm-hmm. but it's nerve wracking for me because I don't know what my future is gonna be like. It's, right. It's, it's more, totally unknown. It, right. It's uncertainty, mm-hmm. um, than it is doubt. Mm-hmm.
1: So, like you knew enough people from your high school who went to NC State. You were come. You know, you knew NC State, right? Which
2: I'm not friends with any of them. Now,
1: so. <laughs> um, but yeah, graduate school, like in you know, high school, it's like college, 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 you know, and it's talked about, but a lot of times, you know, graduate school is hardly ever talked about. Right, And
2: for me, and I didn't know this until I came to NC State um, or college in general, but you, if you are a research science major, so chemistry, biology, zoology, fisheries, like, Those are just physics. Those are just the top of my head. But if you're a research science major, you can basically go to school for free with a graduate or teaching assistantship. Mm -hmm. And being a first-generation college student, being a low-income student, that graduate school had never crossed my mind. Not in Mm -hmm. a million years. Mm -hmm. Um, And then once I learned that, and this was my freshman year that I, you know, came about this information. Once I learned about this and once I learned about all the financial resources that are out there for low-income students and, you know, for graduate assistantships and research and stuff like that, I have never been more excited to go to graduate school.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, it's a very—it's a possibility. Right. It's a definite it's option. It's something
2: that I never, ever considered until I knew that the opportunities were there. Because mm-hmm. did your parents ever talk about graduate school? No. Yeah.
1: No. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, it's the thing of, is that just because right. it was never um considered or even if your parents don't understand you know like what you mean by that
2: right right it's... and i think even now i like talk to them about stuff and it's like i'm explaining it to them um mm-hmm. and you know they, they're they kind of clueless okay you can go for free that's fine <laughs> <laughs> you know so um yeah it's, it's
1: no who different. is helping you with graduate school who's helping you figure that all out
2: I have kind of a variety of resources. Um, Dr. Layman is helping me a lot. I'm hopefully going to be helped by the TRIO program once uh-huh. I have to study for GRE. Uh-huh. Um, I actually met a girl who is a grad student. I met her this summer while I was doing my internship in Virginia Beach. And um, turns out she actually went to NC State. And she uh, is a graduate school in graduate school at Virginia Institute of Marine Sciences. So she and I have been emailing, and I've met her in person a couple of times, but she, for whatever reason wants to help me and so she's done everything she's edited my cvs um she has helped me edit my emails that i'm sending to professors and she's been a great resource and so i would tell you if you're going to you know apply to graduate school find somebody who recently applied to graduate school and have them help you right because she's been a lot more helpful than, say, Dr. Lehman when he applied to graduate school, like, you know, 20, 30 years ago. He doesn't – the process has changed. You right. Know.
1: Mm-hmm. And I think the other, you know, kind of, of people being helpful is – 90% of people want to be helpful, and I think everybody wants to be asked, like, I need your advice. Like, you know more than I right. do, so tell me all that you know. Like, when somebody asks you that, you feel pretty good about yourself. Right? You're know, like, oh, yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah no, I'll I'll... You, no problem. Yeah, you're right. I know more than you. Let me share <laughs> that. You know, I think that's the other thing, too, where people are
2: like, oh, I don't want to bother them and it's like no you're making them feel better about themselves right it totally boosts your confidence um, and that's one reason I got into the peer mentor program was I I feel the like I had the
1: trio this, peer mentor program yes, the trio, with student support yeah. services.
2: Um, was that I feel like I had this vast amount of knowledge for my you know four years at NC and I want to give that back to people um, you know what would I tell what What would I have changed about my freshman year nothing actually I had a great time <laughs> <laughs> but what would I help others change about their freshman year mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: yeah because it's that's the thing with asking advice and help is you're getting like another whole experience you know we as individuals are extremely limited with just our experiences right. you know and so when you you know have mentors you know and all different types of mentors now you're getting their knowledge you know like their experiences right, mm-hmm. right. yeah it's a win-win Win, yeah. win win win, win 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 win. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um. So, kind of with your positivity, like we're going on, and it, like how successful you've been with no major crises. You know, like things
2: have kind of like worked out for you. Do you agree? Uh, or, generally, yeah, generally. No, I don't. I mean, I have. I haven't had any hardships. Mm-hmm. If I have, I wouldn't know. Right,
1: right, right. Yeah, because you and I have talked about this in the past of, you know, like with being a low-income first-generation student, nationally only 10% of students in those two categories actually graduate college and then you were saying too with physical disability people are like oh you have physical disability you know right. as as a hindrance or right. what would you call it is yeah. a hindrance? i mean
2: that's that's what people tell me
1: yeah and so it's like here you have these um identities these three identities where you're not supposed to be successful right but you were saying it's like i
2: don't feel bad you know right, right. and it's 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 all about the way that you think of yourself. I think, you know, these other people have these ideas of you, but the way that you think about yourself, nobody can change that, ultimately. Mm-hmm. They can try. Right. <laughs> Sometimes they might succeed. Right. Um, you know, but I, I never felt that way, and I never thought about myself that way. And mm-hmm. so it doesn't feel like it's a hindrance because I don't think about it. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, So it's almost going back to like fake it till you make it. You know, Mm -hmm. if you believe you're one thing, well then just Mm -hmm. be that thing. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah. And it doesn't, if somebody tells you, you know, like, Oh, you shouldn't try that, you know, or say if, You knew that statistic, and somebody said, you know, Brooke, you're low-income first generation. The likelihood is that you're not going to graduate college, so why should you
2: try? Right. You know. Well, I'm that kind of person. You know, some people have different forms of motivation. If you tell me I can't do something, yeah, I'm going to do it. (laughs) You can't stop me.
1: (laughs) No, good, good, good. Um, Now if we want to switch to you – um working too much. <laughs> so how do you manage that with multiple cuz I think actually the first time I met you you had three jobs like tennis, gymnastics and, and I was working for law a lawyer firm. I think. Yeah.
2: yeah. Um so I actually calculated it since my sophomore year of high school I've had over 10 different jobs. I have taught tennis, I taught gymnastics I worked briefly as an assistant to a divorce lawyer, Um, I've taught in restaurants, I've done retail never do retail for anybody out there like please (laughs) never do it, it's the worst thing you'll ever do (laughs) Um, but I I love working. I mm-hmm. do. Um, it's almost like it's something to distract me from the stress of school. That's how I've always seen it. Mm-hmm. Um, mm. And I'm making money while I do it. Right, 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 right. <laughs> um I, I think the most important thing for anybody who wants to get a job and do school is to prioritize. So you need to know when to tell your boss, boss hey, I have a test the next day. I really need to night off. Can you find somebody to cover for me? Um, is knowing when to kind of give that up and knowing when to say, okay, you know, I have to study. But maybe I really need the money this week, you know. And it's like having a, it's like an ecological trade-off. Oh, okay. (laughs) So giving up one. Mm -hmm. But um, time management and having your priorities set is probably the most important thing about doing job and school.
1: Right. Now, how did you find the time to do schoolwork and the research? Like, how did you balance that all out? Like, so, how many hours did you actually work? How did you make your schedule so like, to I fit usually, all that in?
2: Um, well, my freshman year, for example, I would work Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday at gymnastics from five to seven. So it wasn't a job where I had to be there 40 hours a week. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a limited job. You know, it wasn't super crazy kind of thing um so four to seven that's a great time for a part-time job because seven o'clock i would go get something to eat and go straight to the library to study Mm -hmm. my job now i work as a waitress and um i'm there on wednesday nights and friday nights and i close the restaurant which is a little bit different Mm -hmm. (laughs) than four to seven so i'm there to till about one or two um so I find time before my classes or um, on Fridays. I don't have class on Fridays. Um, Research I primarily do in the mornings on Tuesdays and Thursdays. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's just about setting up that schedule before the week hits. Right. So having every single thing that you're going to do in your calendar hmm so you know one o'clock i go to the lab two o'clock i have class three o'clock i'm doing homework put that all in your schedule before you start right and then you already know what you're doing right 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 right
1: and you just do it you, you don't do think it. about it right you it's... know the thought doesn't go nah, i
2: don't really want to <laughs> do you that happens when i have to run okay when i have to go to the gym but... but you're less likely to do it if it's already in your calendar if it's Mm -hmm. in your calendar if it's there it's kind of hard to say well i can't do that because it's already there
1: right 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 excellent excellent and the other thing i thought was cool that you've brought up is the time and effort that you've devoted towards um like i'd say your environmental footprint or yeah. how would you? <laughs> because as we were talking about it like which um I'll have you go more into detail but you know where you were like oh I'm going to shop at the farmers market and like I know how to do that. I work on a campus that has a farmers, farmer's market. market but you know like putting it in my schedule getting in the habit to do things that I know are good right. for myself and my environment.
2: So um using the farmers market example or even using my laundry example, you know, I do I go to the farmers market every sunday morning um you know i buy my fruits and vegetables and then that afternoon my roommate and i will go to the grocery store and buy the groceries for the week so it's getting in that habit of every sunday morning i woke up i take the dogs out i head to the farmer's market um and especially when it's something like the farmer's market that i just love and i love seeing the people there and the sights and the smells it's easy to do Mm -hmm. um you know, as far as my laundry goes, that you have to get on a schedule with, too.
1: Right. So can you back up, though, and say what your plan is? Like, what's your whole thing with the environmental footprint? So, so.
2: I took an environmental ethics class in NC state this summer, and... One thing that I found that was common, a common theme in each of the essays that I read was that if you want something to happen, you have to be part of that change first. So if I want people to start throwing away or if I want people to use water bottles instead of throwing away plastic water bottles, then I'm going to start using a reusable water bottle.
1: So it's putting like your career Right. To practice.
2: Right. So, you know, if I want to save sea turtles from plastic water bottles...
1: (laughs) Stop using them yourself. Stop using them. (laughs) If I want
2: other people to do it, then I'm going to do it. Mm -hmm. Um, As far as the farmer's market thing goes, it's all about food security in a local area and... It goes also goes hand in hand with um, supporting your local economy. And it's, I mean, it's good for a variety of reasons, but it, it makes you feel good when you're giving the money to a person instead of to a corporation. Mm-hmm. That's another talk for another yeah, yeah, time. Yeah, time, yeah. Um,
1: Well, and the thing, too, is at the farmer's market, they actually um, accept SNAP benefits. So if you have food stamps, that doesn't make it so that you can't go to the farmer's market the, because they accept them also. The
2: on-campus one? Yes. Oh. Okay. Yep. Yeah. 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 And the the on campus farmers market is on Wednesdays.
1: Oh no! This is the the fairground. I mean the main farmers market. Oh. Yeah. And the one downtown on Wednesdays also takes snaps cards. Gotcha. Mm-hmm.
2: Yep. So the if for reference the um, Raleigh farmers market you can get there. Basically, if you take the bus to Centennial, you can almost walk there. It's mm-hmm. super close. It's right there on um, Lake Wheeler Road. Mm-hmm. It's seven days a week. Yep, I think three hundred sixty-five days, days a year. year. <laughs> Any okay. day you want. <laughs> um, so, and do you know how their prices compare? Have you noticed that at all? It depends on what you buy. Mm-hmm. So, for example, I've seen that the zucchini and the squash are actually a little bit more expensive at the farmer's market than they are at the grocery store. Mm-hmm. But sweet potatoes are less expensive. Oh, okay. So it depends. Mm-hmm. Um, sweet potatoes at the farmer's market run about 79 cent a pound. Um, squash and zucchini at the farmer's market, the lowest you can get is 99 cent a pound. Oh, okay.
1: Okay. So uh, how do you yeah, manage your money? with groceries too like because eating healthy is a lot more expensive
2: right it is um i wish i could teach a whole class on this (laughs) honestly and and that's another thing that i think is about being self-aware about what you're doing um You know, because people always say, you know, it's hard for low income, low income people to eat healthy. I personally do not think that's true. Mm -hmm. There are options, but it's tricky and you have to, you know, you have to find your way to those options. Mm -hmm. A
1: perfect example. So It's not. Yeah, it's not easy. It's not easy, but
2: it's you can do it. Right. It's definitely possible. Impossible is not my vocabulary. (laughs) (laughs) A perfect example being rice and beans. Mm-hmm. You can eat rice and beans for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Mm-hmm. I love rice and beans. Mm-hmm. You can buy a bag of two pound bag of white rice from Foodline for about $2.30. That bag of white rice will last you until your dying day, <laughs> it will last you forever. Mm-hmm. But then it's more. It's more about calculating how much you spend per meal. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if I buy a steak, for instance, which mm-hmm. can be fairly expensive, but then I have that steak for uh for dinner one night and it feeds me and my roommate, but then we both have it for lunch the next day, that mm-hmm. steak actually ends up being about two one to two dollars. Per person, per meal. Meal, right. Which is super inexpensive. Right. Um, And I think I've actually calculated it based on my grocery spending per week. I actually spend $5 a day eating. Right. Which mm-hmm. includes breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Mm-hmm. $5 a day. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And,
1: and that's not possible for everybody, but right. you're able to work it out for right. you. Right. That's a lot different than going out to, to eat. Because even if you right. went out to eat for one
2: meal. It's it's like, going to be more than $5 no matter oh, where you right. go. right. Right. So, and that's why I never, I, I, it can be difficult, but it's definitely possible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, uh,
1: Yeah, it's like planning it out, educating yourself.
2: Right. Knowing what grocery stores to shop at. So, for example, um, Foodline and Aldi, their um, produce is super cheap. Mm -hmm. Um, But if you want to get cheap but really good, like high-quality meat, you Mm -hmm. can actually go to Fresh Market, which is really expensive. But I only buy my meat there
1: oh really yeah so it's a more reasonably priced or do they have coupons or... they have, yeah
2: they have coupons it's it's a little bit more expensive mm-hmm. but if you're looking for high quality meats mm-hmm. then it's a place to go right right right
1: yeah. it's just a uh payout or a payoff or how you want to spend trade your off, money trade right. off yes
2: thank you thank you thank you yeah so but if i were to tell anybody um the best way if you want to change how you are going about your way in the world and if you want to change your habits to make it more ecologically and environmentally sound the best thing you can do is make it a habit make it a habit of going to the the farmer's market every sunday morning make it a habit of you know planning out what you're gonna what exact product you're gonna buy before you go in there and researching these kinds of stuff stuff make it a habit to you know take the bus instead of driving your car Mm -hmm. and fitting those things into your schedule and so that's the thing actually
1: what what the examples you've given is bettering the environment actually is saving you money.
2: In some ch- cases, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely.
1: So taking the bus. And you had mentioned something about laundry. Too. Yes.
2: Um, so with my laundry, I actually want to get a drying rack where I can hang my clothes to dry instead of... Using a dryer, that's going to save me a ton of money on my electricity bill in the long run. Mm. Plus, it's better for the environment.
1: Right, right. So, cutting Use, down
2: on electricity, cutting down right. on gas. Using, mm-hmm. um, using cold water in your washing machine for all of your clothes instead of hot water, that's another good one, too. Because then you're not cranking up your...
1: The electricity or whatever, the the water pump or whatever right. that heats the water.
2: Right. Oh, okay. Now, what do you do about plastic bags
1: and plastic water bottles.
2: I have, I've used reusable bags. Um, that's another habit that was tough to come by. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Instead of leaving them in my car every single time that I went in. or um, er, Reusable bags are fairly inexpensive. You can get them about like, depending on where you get yours, you can get them from anywhere from like 25 cents to like 99 cents a bag. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can get big bags and little bags and different sizes and stuff like that.
1: Mm-hmm. Excellent. Excellent. Um, Kind of in conclusion, what else do you want to talk about? I'm not <laughs> sure. Is there anything, like, what do you think students should know? Like, what do you wish someone had told you, you know, when you were a first year student?
2: Um, I think being a first year student is hard mm-hmm. because you, first generation student, especially mm-hmm. because you really, you don't know what's available to you. Mm-hmm. And so what I would tell a first-generation student is every time you get an email about an event, every time you get an email about apply to this, mm-hmm. just do it. Just
1: Yeah, because yeah, actually that's what I'm thinking. Is a better question I should have asked is where does somebody start? Because – with all that you do, you know, it's like, there's <laughs> no way I'm going to be Brooke next week. is <laughs> just, just not going to happen. It takes four years. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. But so what's like one thing, like what's the first thing, like what's th- that you the, would advise?
2: Uh, my biggest piece of advice would be to just do it. Say yes to as much as you can as mm-hmm. often as you can. Mm-hmm. And if your plate gets to be too full, then that's where you prioritize But I think saying yes to things opens so many doors in the future. Mm -hmm, Um, mm -hmm. You never know what saying yes might lead to, Mm -hmm. what internship it could lead to, what letter recommendation or even job opportunity um, by saying yes to some silly event that you went to your freshman year. Uh Um, and the more stuff that you say yes to the easier it will be to take on more activities Uh so if you find yourself working two jobs and research and doing school you're like oh this is so hard I want to quit don't quit, push through and in the long run you'll be stronger for it and you'll realize i can do this Mm -hmm. i can actually take on all these things and Mm -hmm. it'll be okay
1: (laughs) Mm -hmm. yeah and there's a very popular book and i can't remember it's a woman who has written a bunch of tv shows and that's her thing is i think it's the year of
2: saying yes yes shonda rhymes yeah have you read that my roommate has that book (laughs) yeah
1: but isn't it about like she did a whole thing of like saying yes yes for a year right And how much it benefited her personally and career wise. Take
2: no, impossible, and can't out of your vocabulary. And just yes. Just yes. Just do it.
1: Even if you just have to practice nodding your head. If (laughs) saying
2: it is too much. Yes.
1: Yeah, just nod your head. Saying it with
2: a smile. Mm -hmm, mm
1: -hmm. Well, thanks, Brooke. This was exciting. We covered a bunch of topics. Yeah, we did. And um, I'll have to check actually the CMAST application cycle and maybe we'll publish this when that it comes out Do you if my
2: memory serves correctly it's due sometime in october
1: okay yeah so we'll definitely
2: post this then before that yeah
1: for sure and can people contact you
2: yes absolutely you can reach me by email at b c b l o s s e at ncsu.edu you can email me anytime i'm great about reading my emails and responding yes
1: as we've learned (laughs) so i look forward to hearing from y'all yep great yeah and so say yes and read your emails yes (laughs) (laughs) okay tips to success yeah 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 thanks so much brooke
2: have a good day
0: TRIO Student Support Services Program and Student Support Services STEM are federally funded college retention and completion programs. These programs focus on academic, personal, and career support for under-resourced undergraduate students. At TRIO SSS and SSS STEM, our goal is helping our students reach their goals. We are currently accepting new students to our program. Apply today! Go to www.ncsu.edu to learn more about Student Support Services at NC State.